This is Terry McLaurin, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap here today with the Trash Man to talk about a few bounce back players for the 2020 season, players that we're expecting to bounce back as far as fantasy goes. And also we'll have the evaluation of Joshua Kelly, the running back out of UCLA, the guy who, from a standpoint of just an all around awesome dude, I mean, Josh Kelly would be RB1 in this in this class. Trash man, what the hell's going on, brother? Just uh quarantining. Yeah, quarant what? Taining? Taining. What does that mean? Uh, uh containment. Yeah. Entertain entertainment. What what and, and we don't want to talk too much of that on here because we want to uh make sure that this is a <laughs> this is a nice way to get away for um the people out there who you know, all they hear about is this shit all day long. But just a, a quick question for you. How do you feel about these models that show that like te- down here in Texas, we're going to get like the last wave of these outbreaks? I think it means that I think it means that like everybody else is kind of going to get out and we're going to have to stay stuck down here. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Tex- Texans. I mean, we we stay pretty far apart from each other anyways. Yeah. I want I, I, uh, I want I want everybody to keep their goddamn distance from me. <laughs> I mean, Uh like public transportation isn't really a thing here. So, yeah, that's true. Um, All right. So uh, any any news and notes you wanted to get into before we get into the get in the meat of this thing, talk about some of these guys we think could bounce back and then talk about Joshua Kelly. Well, we were talking last or the last time we talked, we ended on uh, someone going potentially going to the Chiefs. I forgot who it was. Um, was it Benjamin? We were talk- he, it was it Benjamin. Eno. We were talking about going to the t- Chiefs, but it looks he's, like he still could. He still could. He still could, but it looks like the Chiefs have uh, preemptively added uh, a little uh, scat back to their backfield in the form of DeAndre Washington, formerly of the Raiders. I guess Andy Reid has to. Andy Reid has to st- has to have running backs whose name starts with D right now and <laughs> and, and with W. And then the last names in with W. Daryl Williams, Damian Williams, <laughs> DeAndre Washington, Darwin Thompson. <laughs> this is this is a trend there. Yeah. I, I never thought I never thought he would uh, read was suspe- um, superstitious, but uh, maybe, I don't know. Maybe so, this is proving me wrong. Let me pull up my 2020 rookie running back ranking to see if there's a D. Is there a D D? W running back in this class. Uh, I don't think well, there's there a, is. There's, there's a DeAndre Swift. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, he's one. He's one off from a DW. There's a Darius Anderson. There is a uh, Darrington Evans. A DJ Dallas. 
Yeah, I think that those would be the – I think if we're being really scientific, those would be the guys to really keep an eye on for the Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> as, as far as uh, as far as rookies. Do you, what is this – does this mean anything to you? Does it hurt uh, – does it hurt anybody? Does it hurt like – who who would it hurt? Maybe does – it, does it go to show that maybe they – maybe Darwin Thompson didn't become what they yeah, thought? I, I think it hurts Darwin Thompson potentially. Like you, maybe they add somebody, but to me, it looks like they're gonna. They feel like they've done enough with what they have that maybe they don't need to add anybody really, as far as rookies in the in, in the backfield. Do you think so? They gotta still add a rookie. They can't. I mean, what are you gonna? I mean, Daryl Williams is gonna be coming off a. He was already slow as a as a slug anyway, and he's coming off an injury. Damian Williams can't stay healthy to save his goddamn life. Darwin Thompson sucks so bad they have to sign De- DeAndre Washington. <laughs> I think that DeAndre Washington get, adds, adds, gets a, a value boost here. Damian Williams is going to get hurt at some point, right? Yeah, that's true. And DeAndre Washington, I mean, he's been he's been he's been productive in spurts in the NFL. He's never, you know, I guess he's gotten a couple chances to be. Well, I guess he's never really been the, the workhorse because he's always had. Um, Jalen Richard, whenever there's been a, 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 lead, Richard, a lead back Richard. hurt, yeah, when there's yeah. been a lead back hurt, so it's been a kind of a split the, it's been a sort of split the duties kinds of thing. Um, what about this deal with Gerald Everett? We have we have uh, Sean McVay saying he's got to do a better job utilizing Gerald Everett's skill set this upcoming this upcoming season. Which to me, I think does Tyler, he mean that does. It, does he mean that means getting a better quarterback to throw it to him? <laughs> God, man, it, it, are, are we just to where Jared Goff sucks? Is that the deal? Uh, we've, I mean, it's that's always there's always been a Jared Goff sucks button that will press throughout the season. I just, I just, I, I thought Mike Lombardi from um, the Athletic, and just he has his own. He he should like a, a lot of you guys will just know who he is, but he's a, he's a former GM in the NFL, now a media guy. He uh, he raises a good point. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts, Trash. I mean, would you rather pay Jared Goff thirty million dollars or pay like Jameis Winston seventeen? Oh, that'd be exciting to have Jameis back there. Well, I'm just I I don't I'm not necessarily saying that that is, I'm not saying that that's the answer for the Rams. I don't think Jameis <laughs> is the answer for anybody uh, right now, but. To, who who had more turnovers? I guess it probably has to be Winston. What do you mean, Winston had the, Winston <laughs> third picks? I feel like I feel like I, I feel like Golf wasn't wasn't much more efficient though. I don't know. No, Golf was Golf as far as the interceptions was was much better than than that. I mean, because. but it's but it's being but it's being a quarterback that put his team in in the position to win. What is it? Uh, I, 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 I tweeted this out last night. I was listening to the PFTPM podcast with Mike Florio um, and had the quote on. Oh, look at this, man. Um, actually, looks like Mike Florio looking like look, a New York City governor. Looks like here. Florio, you think Florio looks like Cuomo? <laughs> he, he could he could he could. Oh, he kind of does. He, he could be he could be the other brother. It looks like uh, it looks like Roto World actually gave us accreditation here on this little blurb for t- tweeting this out. But um, what their what what their uh, take on our tweet said was that uh, that Singletary theoretically could have a bigger workload this season with Frank Gore off the roster. We'll have to wait after the 2020 draft before getting too excited. 
Bean also said they're interested in bringing in competition if the right guy is available. So what he what he basically said is, look, he uh, Florio asked him. He asked Brandon Bean if if Singletary could be a, a a you know a three down back, a workload guy. Let me pull up our tweet because that was that I I, I wrote it right as um right as I was listening to the podcast. So I said on this, Brandon Bean told PFTPM that Bills believe year two will be better for Devin Singletary. And quote, if we want him to be the workload guy, he could definitely do it. He also mentioned that he was a 1,000 yard. He would have been a 1,000 yard running back last season without the injury, where he missed what four, four or five games. Um, but he also said he was interested in bringing in competition if the right guy is there. He said, you know, our, our organization always interested in bringing in competition. And of course, that's what these guys always say. They're not going to. They're just not going to be bequeath a job. To some fucking guy, you'd say that this is our dude, you know, especially a dude who's on his first contract. And um, everybody knows what, you know, what competition means, right, for these guys. So um, he missed he missed three games last season. So do, do you have the do you have the game logs pulled up or the stats pulled up? Is he like how was he on is being right that he was on pace for the on pace for one K as far as the yardage? Let's see. Um I, I mean, seven hundred seventy-five yards. He's close. Yeah. He's close. He's close. No, he he missed he missed four games last year. He he well, played twelve. Hold on, but no, but there was okay. So he 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 missed weeks three, four, and five, and then week six was a bye week. Um, did he miss? Let me just see. Well, I guess he he missed week seventeen. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So he didn't play week seventeen. Um. Yeah, so he yeah, missed so four games. So you're looking at yeah, I mean one one quarter of the games would be 250 yards. We to get to 1,000, and it's a little bit higher than that because we're talking 775, right? Yeah. So he was on pace for well 1,000 yard season last year. Uh, what yeah, you, what, I just think any team, any team, I don't think any team is going to be dubious about uh, putting a guy who's five foot seven, 203 pounds as their workhorse i mean i I think singletary's kind of proven himself but like you said he missed four games yeah well yeah he's 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 really good though let me ask you this trash man just before we get on to this stuff do what do you in a super flex dynasty league i'm curious to hear what, what side of this trade you like better in a dynasty startup devin singletary or henry ruggs because I made this trade in, in my league that I'm in with Siege and some of these other guys. During during the draft, I selected – or I'm not going to tell you how it went down. I mean, I'd probably – I'd probably go with Singletary there. I I, I did too. I, I, I insta-called the trade offer. I was scared that he was going to rescind it once, <laughs> he, once he came to his senses. Um, I just I, – I, I'm, I'm worried that Henry Ruggs is going to go to the Denver Broncos. And I think that's going to help everybody, but but Henry Ruggs really. Do you think? What would you think about? It seems as if there's so much building buzz about Ruggs to the Broncos. I think that helps Cortland Sutton because it op- it, yeah. it, 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 it would open things up. That the just the threat of him outside. But I think that he goes to the Broncos and with the new quarterback like Drew Lock, he's actually. I mean, he's he's more of a threat at this point and more of a helper to the offense than he is a dude who's going to just create on his own. Uh, if he was going to, if I want him to go somewhere where he could create on his own. I don't want to go somewhere with a lot of volume and a you know a quarterback who we know can know can get that thing down the field. 
I'm just I'm not sure that Locke is that guy. Although Locke was much better last year than I had envisioned him being when we saw him at the Senior Bowl and at the Combine. Yeah, I mean, I could see his trajectory being something similar to like Marquise Brown's, which would be, I mean, which would be good, but not terribly consistent. Not Devin Singletary. It's just that's not the way that I want to build. That's not the way I want to build a dynasty roster. I, I don't want to. I don't want to wait five, you know, four years for these guys to get established in their offenses. Uh, our guy Alan Seslowski has a has a, a breakdown on the site. This week where I had a – on the last podcast I did, or this podcast before last I did with uh, this dude Nixon from this same dynasty league that we're talking about, you know, we went over some of this strategy and, and Alan has a good uh, breakdown of it on the website. But basically like you can take more chances on these young running backs because like they get, they get thrown into the fire. A, a, a lot of these wide receivers, they have to get established and they have to gain trust with the quarterback and with the, you know, with the coaching staff and there's more nuance to what they do. So if you build a dynasty team, and this is something I've always sort of done intuitively, but for me, like if I get established wide receivers and just get as many YOLO roll the dice on these running backs as you possibly can, because it just it feels like those guys come into real prominence a lot more often than some random you know wide receiver that you can get it you that you can get it at at value. Um, do you so you so you like the Devin Singletary side? I'm very happy to hear that yeah. trash man. Bounce back players. Who's going to bounce back next season? I told you to make a list of five. Did you make a list of five? I didn't make five. <laughs> how many did you make so I can know how to rotate these for us? I made three. Three. So far. I can, I can, I, I can add two more in the, in, the, in, the, in the conversation. How about I start with the first one, and it's a guy who I've, I've been asking. Well, hopefully it's, not the, hopefully it's not the same guy. I hope so. Yeah. What, <laughs> a, what about Darius Geis? His Twitter is now gone. He's uh, so I, things are going on behind the scenes with this guy. Um, let me just see. Pro Football Talk had a story on it the other day. I think he's being sued by a former marketing agent for an unpaid loan uh, per Pro Football Talk uh, via the Washington Times. Uh, Fatty McHale or Fatty McHale. <laughs> Fatty? Fatty McHale would be an awesome name. Um, Fatty McGee. Yeah, uh, Mikhail alleges guys didn't repay a loan of one hundred ninety-one thousand. That Mikhail uh, hasn't been paid his fifteen percent commission for marketing deals negotiated while Mikhail was representing guys. So basically, I guess Mikhail was previously guys's agent, um, and when these guys sign these players, they give them what's called a marketing advance, where it's like the money that you kind of live on—that's your mad money between the time that you get out of college and you're doing your pre-draft stuff and the time you get drafted. And when you get drafted and you sign your deal, you pay back the market, the um, you pay back the, uh, well, I guess a marketing advance is different because a marketing advance is just an advance on your future earnings through marketing avenues. Right. So once you get one, one, once these marketing deals that these, that these guys have in place uh, come through that means that the money is due back to the agent or the whatever the you know the affiliate who negotiated those marketing deals. It turns out that what Mikhail contends in the lawsuit is he negotiated a two hundred sixty thousand dollar contract with Nike, a thirty five thousand dollar deal from Hyundai, a fifty thousand dollar trading card deal, and an autograph deal that would have been paid uh, up to six hundred thousand in signings and appearances. But 
Um, what Florios here? Well, here's what Florio says. Those are impressive deals. Given the guy slipped out of round one of the 2018 draft in light of the brush fire that was sparked by guys claiming he was asked an inappropriate question during the 2018 NFL scouting combine. Of course, the question he's talking about, the guys was asked is he came. Do you remember Darius guys came out and accused uh, one team of asking him if he was gay? Do you remember that? I, I I don't know. I it caused it, it, it caused a stir. I, I let me make sh- shit. I guess we're live, so I, I mean, uh, Darius Geis uh, team asked uh, if he was gay. I I mean I I yeah. NFL prospect Darius Geis asked if he's gay. Asked if his mom. What did he asked if his mom is what? <laughs> if it, asked if he liked men in the inner. He was okay. Asked if he was gay and he liked men. Uh, this was on this well, year's I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you like men if you're gay. Uh, yeah, that's how that's like definitely a, how a, it goes. A, a redundant question. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so anyway, so getting back, so that's the background of that. Uh, the, the NFL never found any evidence that such a question was asked, and guys escaped the situation with his reputation largely unscathed. Clearly, Trashman doesn't even remember it. Um, the anyway, guys missed his rookie year with a torn ACL, suffered in the preseason. So blah blah blah. So basically. These deals, I guess, I don't know. He's, be, he's being hey, shooting for they, 500K. I guess it's because these deals never came to fruition because guys has been injured the whole time. He's, he's fallen out of the first round, blah, blah, blah. Um, hey, if they, just paid the, if they just paid these college players, this wouldn't even be an issue. <laughs> yeah, good luck, good luck paying college players right now with like the, oh, the, uh, they, the boy, they sure lost a lot of money with that basketball tournament getting put on hold. Mm. Have you have you seen the graphs, trash man, of like the the split of revenue between football, basketball, and then every other sport? It's like football makes like eighty two million dollars, basketball makes like three million dollars, and the rest of the sports combined lose like sixty million dollars. <laughs> it's wild, dude. It's wild. Well, it looks, yeah. Well, looks like we made the right decision. You can't you can't pay you you can't pay all those guys unless you just take out you know unless you quit unless you just. Make mincemeat of the equestrian team and the swimmers and everybody else, um, uh, and maybe the coaches could start making a little bit less cash too. Do Do you think Darius guys could bounce back next year? Adrian Peterson back in the fold. I think he could. He He wasn't one of the guys I I, I listed, but yeah, I. Is it a bounce back though? If he was never really. Well, we never had this discussion. I just texted you fifteen. Minutes. I just texted you fifteen minutes before we started. You know. I mean, like, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I really consider him a bounce back player because he was never really at the top of his game since he's been in the NFL. No, I feel. Yeah, well, he he's got to bounce back to the to being Darius Geis, man. Right? Yeah, a lot of people don't know who that is. Well, they should. They should. Uh, he's a he's a he's you an awesome player. Back and watch college tape to really see. I mean, he had a he had a couple good. He had a couple good runs um, that I think were big, were were passes that were were receptions that dude guys got, every time that he's had the opportunity to 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 play whether it's been in the preseason or the regular the preseason before whenever he got hurt in his first year or whenever it was the um, whenever it was the just the one game or whatever that that he how many games did guys play this year before he got hurt again. It wasn't it, it wasn't many, but let me just look and see uh, if we sort by in PPR fantasy points per game. 
I mean, he, he was running back 32 in the games he did play. He played in five games this season, 11.5 points per game. That, that, that counts for one game that he got hurt in. I mean, shit, trash man. He had, he had a 27.7 pointer against Carolina, wherever he, uh, wherever he rushed for 129 yards on 10 carries along with two touchdowns. He also caught two balls for eight yards. He had a 13.9 pointer against, um, against the New York Jets. So basically you're looking at a guy who in the four games that he was not hurt in, what's that week? Uh, so he was hurt a little bit in week one, right? Came back in week 11 and then got hurt again in week 14. This is really three games where he was healthy, quote unquote healthy last season. And he had a median of 13.9 fantasy points per game. His stinker was, was versus Detroit a 4.8 pointer, but dude, he, he didn't get more than 10 attempts all game. He all year, he didn't get more than 12 touches in any of those. And to think that he has a 13.9 point median over that small sample and, and a high of 27.7. I, I, I look, I think Ron Rivera and Scott Turner, this is the type of off. This is the type of head coach and the type of offensive coordinator that's shown when you have a guy that's clearly head and shoulders better than the rest in Christian McCaffrey, you're just going to feed him. Right. Yeah, everybody thinks that the everybody thinks that the Redskins defense will probably take a take a step forward this year if they can, add, if especially if they can add a playmaker like Chase Young with that with that second overall pick. They've invested a ton in the front seven of that defense. Um, they might want to play good defense and uh, they pretty good defense last year. They might want to play good. I mean, Ron Rivera might want to play good defense and run the shit out of the ball. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it's. We just we just gotta make sure he's up. Well, and they added Peyton Barber. No, no, Trey gives a shit about Peyton Barber, trash man. They added Peyton Barber. Well, I'm just that's, saying, just, that, that's hey, what our that's, boy, that's what our boy Matt Kelly at, 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 from the the Pot Father. That's what hey, he calls. He, that's what he calls a meat shield. It's just hey, a meat shield. It just helps. He's the kind of guy that can make that can make it just a more difficult conversation. It's just like he plays just well enough to stay to stay in the mix. Yeah, so I, I I agree with our boy Keith D sixteen here on the screen. He, stream. He says, "Hit the music, trash man." Peyton Barber, unbelievable. Play the song. I don't like Peyton Barber. I'm just saying they added him for a reason. I mean, they paid him three million, which isn't. It's not a terrible deal for someone of, of Peyton Barber's. I guess pedigree. It it it, it, it is a terrible deal. It's a terrible for the Redskins. Yes, for the Redskins to pay this shit shit pants fucking three million bucks, unbelievable. All right, who's who, who's your bounce back player, trash man? Todd Gurley. Okay, let's hear it. Well, he's on a new team. Yeah, and he's. I mean, and he's he's healthy. I mean, well, we're assuming he's going to be healthier than he has been. He's, that, you know that you know that you know you know that thing hadn't still hadn't officially gone through. They still have. Did, didn't, didn't, uh, didn't he? Didn't he pass the physical? I don't. Did he? I don't know. I, last I checked, that th- no, that thing still has that thing gone through. I uh, know. I guess he's just he's yet he's yet to pass the physical, but the team is confident he will. Oh uh, well, well, hey, I'm uh, I'm sure both teams are because both teams wanted to get the deal. Both both teams want that to happen. The the, the Rams wanted it to happen for financial reasons, and the Falcons wanted it to happen for reasons that they have Todd Gurley on a great one year deal. They're going to run his wheels off this year. 
They got to win, dude. I talk about it all the time. That regime has to win. They have to show that the second half of last season was not a fluke. And they have all the pieces right now on the offense, skill-wise. Yeah, especially since they added your boy Thaquan Treadwell. I agree. I agree. Gurley Gurley could be a good bounce-back candidate. And as we're going over these guys, we should probably talk about sort of about where they're going right now in, in, in various leagues. Uh, Todd Gurley is going uh, right around the 2-3 turn, which for a guy that has, you know, I mean, we've seen it clearly. RB, you know, RB top, one potential. Top, yeah, top three. I'd say at this point you say top three to five potential at the position. You can get him there at the turn. That's uh, could represent a value. Um, I, a little more worried a dynasty, I think. Um, and then we mentioned earlier Darius Geis. I mean, I have him. I have him priced in on the cheat sheet down here, even below dudes like. I mean. You're going to have to take Daryl – like you take Daryl Henderson. And people are taking Daryl Henderson before Darius Geis. Who do you like better between Daryl Henderson and Darius Geis? I mean, I like Geis as a player more. Well, if, but with if, the situation. If they're both, if they're both healthy, all, 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 all things being equal, I like Geis more. Okay. Fair enough. And that's the other thing with guys. We, we need to make sure that he's completely healthy, right? He's, he's posted videos and stuff of him working out, but he, I mean, shit, dude, he, he kind of, he kind of deleted his Twitter. Um, I don't know what happens with hey, that. Getting, getting, rid of, getting rid of the distraction. I, I, babe, I, 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 I hope so. I hope so. That guy just being at the gym, working the, have you seen his thighs just up close and person? <laughs> I'm telling you. Maybe he's not the one we need to ask if he's gay or not. Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. Oh yeah, he's a good back. He's a bounce back candidate for sure. I just, I mean, is is it that is it that hot a take to say that Kareem Hunt is as good a prospect as Nick Chubb? Is is it a bounce back so much as just like let's get a full season under him? I mean, like, yeah, well, I just like I said, trash man. It's like we're trying to think of topics here to talk about. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like whenever we do the it's like whenever we do the the PFWA voting, like they're just like it's like bounce back player of the year. You know, like all right, well, what does that mean? Because that has to be somebody coming off injury. Can it be somebody coming off a shitty season? And what they say is, it, it's up to you to it's up to the writers to interpret. You know, mm. this is up to the po- podcasters and to so it's art. interpret. Yeah, yeah. Art. I wouldn't call this art. <laughs> <laughs> I've been making a lot of art. Uh, really? That doesn't, yeah. that, doesn't, that doesn't surprise me too much. My kids have been making a lot of uh, a lot of art because they don't have anything fucking better to do either. <laughs> well, I used to before I started playing music, I was an artist, visual artist. I thought once an artist, always an artist. Well, I guess I'm, I just I can't just lose those skills. It's it, it's been dormant, I suppose. Kareem Kareem Hunt's an artist on the football field as far as breaking tackles. He's been dormant for the most part, except for getting pulled over with open bottles of vodka in his car and <laughs> getting into trouble in Cleveland, Ohio hotel. You got to air that vodka out. Yeah. What do you think? I Kareem Hunt. I thought like I played him in DFS last year at cheap prices. Whenever once once he came back all the time, I don't have his. Let me just see if I can pull up his game log from last season. But I mean, dude, Kareem Hunt was 
was not bad last year on pretty limited volume. I mean, look at look, listen to this game log starting in week 10. 14.4 points, 11.8 points, 12.6 points, 17.5 points, 14.8 points, 15.6 points, and then finished off with a dud uh, versus Baltimore, 7.3 and 6.6 versus Cincy. That PPR format? Yeah. Okay. I mean, and it's and it's driven by it's it's definitely driven by his pass catching ability. Nine targets, eight targets, three targets, five targets, three targets, nine targets, four targets, four targets. Uh, do you think was Kevin Stefanski there as the new uh, as the new coach? Does that? I mean, they 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 did lean pretty heavily on Dalvin Cook, and it feels like Nick Chubb is certainly the Dalvin Cook. But man, they mixed in Alexander Madison, and the thing is, Alexander Madison's skill set doesn't really seem to be one that um, differs that much from what Dalvin could bring. Whereas Kareem Hunt does bring a different kind of juice. Man, Kareem Hunt's an awesome player. Yeah, like Kareem, Kareem Hunt, Hunt on his, on, on, and, and has been a backfield by himself could be, I and mean, it has been the workhorse. Yeah. So bounce back. I mean, do you like him? Well, his current ADP right now, we're looking at um, Kareem Hunt. He's being taken just after like carry on Johnson and David Montgomery area or around the sixth round. Yeah. I think maybe they, they simplify things for Baker Mayfield, make it a little bit easier for him. Give the ball of cream hum more. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I just, uh, cream hunt is, is an excellent value in the sixth. He's, he's, he, 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 it's, it's like trash being said on the serious show a bunch last year. It's Kareem Hunt. It's Kareem Hunt. Like it's, it's absolutely crazy. Byron fucking texted me during the when he, when, he, when he knows we have a stream going on. Um. All right. Uh, maybe it's maybe it's stream stream specific. Uh, oh shit! Um, I hope not. I better check that. Make sure we're not our, the sound isn't fucked up or something. Let's see. Well, Alan says it sounds good. So. Oh my god! Yeah, may, this this isn't true. It's fake. Is it's it fake. fake news? It's fake. There's a he, he, he sent me a fake tweet from 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 Sports Talk Barry Barry McCockner, former NFL MVP Cam Newton signed a one year five million dollar deal with the New England Patriots. <laughs> it's just not <laughs> true. Adam Schefter says not my account. Fake. So all right, I'm glad that that glad we glad we got that text from Byron here. Uh, and our guy Alan Sislowski in the chat saying that the all all sound quality good. All right, Alan, we appreciate that, brother. Thank you. Um, okay, one a few more bounce backs, trash man. Then we then we got to talk about Joshua Kelly, Stefan Diggs. Oh, he's not going to bounce back. I hate this. Talk to me about you. Why. Do, you no, why do, why do had, you, tell me why you don't think he's going to have a good year in Buffalo? I, low volume. John Brown still there. I just I think it's a, it's a it's not as good. It's a worse situation than Minnesota. So why would he bounce back? Worse how? You don't think Josh Allen can air it out just as well or better? Look, trash man. I mean, the truth is, we always talk about Josh Allen and the fact that he loves to air it out, but his deep ball efficiency in the NFL hasn't been very good so far. John Brown was John Brown was great last year, and he was used in a way that was like unlike. He's been used before. We thought of him as a speedy deep threat, downtown John Brown, right? He gets there all of a sudden. He's running digs and crosses and all like all kinds of stuff. Like it wasn't. I just 
I don't. I I I think that this hurts Stephon Diggs. I don't. I don't like him going to Buffalo. I think it's a lower volume offense. I think it's an offense where they even talked about. You know, they like Devin Singletary. They like T.J. Yeldon. They like the ability that they can throw up to T.J. Yeldon. They have Dawson Knox coming up as a T.J. Yeldon. Yeah. Well, Brandon Bean talked about him just last night with Florio. He 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 says he he considers him a qualified three down back. I mean, I don't know. It's like I'm fucking. It's like I I I wouldn't. It's not me saying it. It's not me. <laughs> you just so, said. come on. No, it's not me. Fine, fine. If you don't like Stephen Giggs and AJ Green, that's that's the, right. that's got to well, be the bounce back player. I had, I had AJ Green written down. I had AJ Green written down because he's such a goat. Can he finally stay healthy? No. <laughs> Maybe. Was I mean. The, When's the last time A.J. Green played a full season? Do you have any idea? I really don't. Oh, um, yeah, to, uh, 2017. He played 16 games? Yeah. Oh, good for good for him. Well, let's, let's see if we can get him back to 2017 for him. And now as he is uh, A.J. Green, yeah, he's, he's wide receiver 10 that year. How old is he? He's going to be 32 years old. Yeah. It'll be 32 years old on July 31st of this year. Let's see if at 32 years old he can actually stay healthy. <laughs> I, I mean, most, I guess most of his injuries have not been contact injuries, right? So is that supposed to be good that he's always going out with these horrible non-contact? No, injuries? no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm asking. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember if I'm. Most of the time, I see AJ Green going off the field, or I hear about him going off the field during training camp, which he is like pulls after. up. So he pulls up non-contact. Everybody in the stands, not <laughs> you know, yet again. Um, a couple more I wanted to talk about uh, before we move on here, and just get your quick thoughts. What what about on the other side of the Stephon Diggs coin, Adam Thielen? I mean, is it a bounce back? I mean, he Adam, he I mean, he wasn't a, he he won the star. He won the last year was last year the year that he started well, out guess, with yeah, monster games, and then he just completely fell off at the very end. He didn't fall off at the. I mean, he had in week eighteen, hundred twenty nine yards. Adam Thielen last year. Where is it? Where, where, where did he even finish in, in last year in 2019? I mean, it was. Well, I guess, why, yeah, why, I guess, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess he missed, he missed quite a few games. 47. He missed quite That's a few horrible. games. And I, I'm, I'm thinking about 2018 where he, where, where, where he fell off uh, after that unbelievable first eight game start 2019. This Wait, he didn't fall off in 2018. Yeah. He, had a, he had his best season in 2018. Well, he fell off. Uh, trash man, in, in, in the first eight weeks of the season, 102 yards, 131 yards, 105 yards, 135, 116, 123, 110, 103. And then he it kind of fell off. He had in the, the remaining weeks, he had 22 yards, 66 yards. One week versus Green Bay for 125, then 28 yards, 70 yards, 19 yards, 80 yards, and 38 yards. He fell off from that unbelievable historic start. He he just did. I mean, but he had to. I mean, that was that was not that that was untenable. It was. I mean, he ended up with thirteen, almost almost fourteen hundred yards. That that I, I think he's a wide receiver one with with your boy shitty Tajay Sharp. If he stays as a wide receiver two, Adam Thielen's going to bounce back to have a big season, a lot better than than last. I mean, wide he was wide receiver forty seven last season. If you just look at it by pure fantasy points per game, and you don't worry yeah. about the fact that he was that he was hurt. Where does Thielen fit in? No, that is wide receiver 47 in PPR, 11.4 fantasy points per game. 
Preston Williams and Cole Beasley and uh, D- D- Alshon Jeffrey and Jamison Crowder and shit had better seasons. He he, he had 0.4 points per game better than Tyrell Williams. Adam Thielen is going to bounce back. Yeah, um, I think I'll have a bounce back. And then finally, what about Jack Doyle? <laughs> what? Uh, I mean, he's going to bounce back. I mean, I just going to his trusty old tight ends. I've not been thinking about Jack Doyle. He should be. Jack Doyle was well off. Hey, if there's if there's anybody I'm thinking about on that offense, it's Paris Campbell. All right, fair enough. If there's anybody you're thinking about as far as these running backs right now, it's is it is it Josh Kelly, Joshua Kelly, UCLA. What do you think? Do you like him uh, as far as the stats? Five ten and five eighths, two hundred and twelve pounds. He has nine and five eighths inch hands, thirty one and five eighths inch arm. His his forty yard dash was what was really. Uh, Really good at the NFL Combine, 4.49 seconds. Uh, he's going to be 22 years old for the majority of his rookie season. He won't turn 23 until the end of November. He had a 46.5 uh, spark score uh, from the NFL Combine. So a good 40, but pretty miserable, I believe, in the vertical. And I think it was the 20-yard shuttle. Uh, let me just see here real quick. Get his uh, measurables percentile-wise from the Combine pulled up. Yeah, uh, 13th percent, uh, a 13th percentile vertical was what really hurt him. Yeah, a 43rd percentile 20-yard um, shuttle and just sort of middling as far as the rest of the, these things. Uh, did have did have good bench press numbers, which is weird because he doesn't re- necessarily – He's not a real power guy. Uh, I mean, I think like you said – I think like you said in, in, in your or in your write-up, and I wanted to change it, but I didn't because you said he runs with some vigor and some strength. And I, while I agree he does – He he runs with a high motor, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I just think that, you know, my friend Matt uh, Gajewski, he pointed out to me on Twitter that Kelly in 2019 only forced 44 missed tackles, which was 46 in the country. And um, he had 6,400, 641 yards after contact, but that was still only good for 53rd in the country. I'm assuming this is via pro football focus. Also only nine carries of 15 plus yards. So that's something that, um, something that's a little bit worrisome about his ability to break away, even though he has that 4.49 speed. Uh, The one thing that, I was well. He's just not evasive. He's not shifty. Yeah, but here's the thing. Like, what I what what I added into this column is that like this could lead to speculation regarding a lack of ability to create on his own. But what we saw at the Senior Bowl was good contact balance through the line of scrimmage, shed ability through his hips. Now, this was all during the inside uh, uh, run drills, and those are one of the key attributes, right? To kind of. Uh, creating outside the structure of the scheme. So I, and you know what, maybe I really like Josh Kelly because he's honestly one of the nicest, one of the nicest kids. I've, you know, I hate, I hate calling these guys kids. I mean, they're, they're grown men, but um, it's one of the nice. You could be their father. If you could be their father, then they can be called kids. I, I, I I would have been a very, I would have been a very, very, um, I can't imagine the, the kind of father that I would have been to Josh Kelly. <laughs> Josh Kelly. Starting out being his starting out being his father. Me like neither. Eight, like six, 17 years old. I'm not, I'm I'm not sure how good I would have been at that. Yeah, I I, I can I can concur I on that. that but I, I, I think you're right. I think that you know. I'm not I'm not sure. But um I guess technically I 
probably it could probably be Joshua Kelly's dad. It's kind of a weird thing. Hey, he'd have a much longer ponytail. Yeah, for sure. Um, but just super nice, man. You ask him for an interview at the Senior Bowl. With the, like he literally, like he's like, you know, the interview is like, all right, thanks. You know, like, can I get a station ID from you? He's like, sure, thanks. He's like, all right, any anything else I can get for you? Anything else you need? I'm just like, man, this is this this kid's awesome. Um, really, really engaging, really nice, really smart, awesome dude. Well, and hey, he wants people to talk him up, so he gets uh, boosted in that draft class. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, blame so, him. What are your what What are your takeaways? What are your What are your pros and cons as far as Joshua Kelly's game? And like, where do you pros? see where 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 do you envision him going in the draft as well? Like the real NFL draft. Well, pros that he's a lot faster than people are giving him credit for than we thought. And I don't know. There's a good thing. He maybe he doesn't play as fast in the game and that can be an issue. But like I said, he runs with a lot of vigor. He runs with a lot of strength. He doesn't, he's not shifty or evasive. Um, and so then maybe that lends to him, maybe not having the, um, having the, the yards after contact that maybe you would expect of someone of, of, of his size and strength. But like you said, he's big, he's strong, and he's fast. I think he's like kind of like a uh, uh, kind of a poor man's uh, Jonathan Taylor, in a, in a, in a way. Pretty poor man, um, though. I mean, do you like him better than? Uh, let's, let's, we're gonna have we're gonna have some interesting. Uh, I just I don't want to even bring that up. I don't I don't, don't want to tease anything that could give anything away. But do you feel like? Do you like Joshua Kelly better than Keyshawn Vaughn? I th- I think they're probably pretty comparable. How about Eno? At least is are you are you gonna have Eno? Do you think you'll have Eno Benjamin higher in your rankings than Keyshawn Vaughn or Joshua Kelly, or does is he kind of fall in the pocket with those guys? What do you what do you think? I think Eno Benjamin is is less of a less of a workhorse than someone like it than someone kept like kelly so you'd have kelly and so you'd have kelly ranked above eno benjamin but as of right now you're you're not exactly sure about how Keyshawn vaughn fits into that whole uh, puzzle yeah i like the the thing is with this running back class there are some guys who kind of seem to be head and shoulders above the rest i mean there's there's an there's an upper echelon and then there's a and then there's a tier below that that it seems like there's a lot of guys who, uh, depending on where they land, and to me that's and that's one of the things I said about Kelly, is I think his potential and fantasy is going to depend on where he lands and, and and what the team needs. He's not that I don't think he's that versatile a back like someone like uh, DeAndre Swift who I just went over, um, who I just wrote up last night or a Taylor or even I mean I I mean I don't know that he's as as versatile as a Benjamin but I think he maybe fits the prototype of uh, a workhorse back a little bit better 